0: You are now listening to The Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Guys, I know you're worried. I know you're worried that your children in Florida are going to learn that slavery was like a work program or that Jim Crow was just a little phase America was going through. But that's why I want to welcome you to The Griot Daily, the only podcast that'll tell you that there is actually no movement to erase Black history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you've heard all of the stuff about the Florida curriculum, about how Ron DeSantis is erasing black history, how states across the country are doing it. You know, they're passing these anti-woke laws, these laws to fight CRT. But I was thinking about it. And if you look at the actual curriculum, that's not what they're doing. They're not erasing black history. Black history ain't never gonna go nowhere because they're not even afraid of black history. What they're doing is erasing white history. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you look at the curriculums and the laws that they're passing to make white children feel comfortable, first of all, they're not opposed to children learning stuff like the civil rights movement was an effort to gain equal rights. They're not even worried about your kids learning about slavery. What they're worrying about is your kids learning about what white people did. That's the thing that they're worried about. For instance, the Tampa Bay Times recently submitted a FOIA request for basically the notes from those meetings that determined the Florida curriculum. And what they found was that they really weren't objecting to the black parts of black history, they were scared of the white parts. Here's a quote. For example, a lesson in the advanced placement course focused on how Europeans benefited from trading enslaved people and the materials enslaved laborers produced. The state objected to the content, saying the instructional approach, quote, may lead to a viewpoint of an oppressor versus oppressed based solely on race or ethnicity, end quote. Well, as you can see, they actually addressed European slavery, right? But they just didn't want you to know about the oppression part. And the oppression part is what white people did. According to the articles, the specific complaint was that the unit may not address the internal slave system slash trade within Africa. And that, quote, it may only present one side of the issue and may not offer any opposing viewpoints or other perspectives on the subject. I didn't know that it was two sides of slavery. I mean, I guess technically there are two sides of slavery. There's the side that says slavery was a brutal, intergenerational, constitutionally enforced legal form of human subjugation that reduced human beings to chattel property based solely on race. And the other viewpoint is, I mean, yeah, but we really needed some slaves, though. So what they think will make children feel uncomfortable is the racism part. Like there was another story that Tennessee objected to lessons on Ruby Bridges because, you know, Ruby Bridges actually integrated schools, but they didn't want you to know about the parents who lined up outside of the schoolhouse when Ruby Bridges was entering school. and yelled at her and spat on her so they're cool with the ruby bridges part right ruby bridges is an uplifting story about how one brave little girl triumphed and gave freedom for her people but they don't want you to understand what she triumphed over they are cool with you learning about the civil rights movement as long as you don't know what martin luther king and those civil rights protesters were fighting against They are cool with you learning about, for instance, redlining, but not how white people benefited. Oh, that's actually a part of the Black Studies AP program that Florida objected to. They objected to this sentence. Despite the growth of the black middle class, substantial disparities in wealth along racial lines remain. Discrimination and racial disparities in housing and employment stemming from the earlier 20th century limited black communities accumulation of generational wealth in the second half of the 20th century. Now, that is an objective fact, right? There is nothing to argue about it. But the state reviewers said it was against their state law because it, quote, failed to offer reasons outside of systemic racism and discrimination for the wealth disparity between black Americans and other groups. Well, what are those other reasons? I guess you could argue that black people are just lazy or, or maybe you could argue that black people are just dumb or maybe you could argue that these systemic barriers don't exist because white people were never racist. In any case, the arguments on the quote other side are lies. But instead of telling the students lies, They just don't want you to learn what white people did. They don't want you to learn about the systemic barrier part. They don't want you to learn about the discrimination part. They don't want you to learn about the structural barrier and structural racism part because that's what white people did. That's not black history. That's what white people did. Have you ever heard people object to when you say enslaved people instead of slave? Why do they object to that? Like, why do they want to say slave instead of an enslaved person? Well, when you say a slave, that's a noun. That's just what a person is. But if you say an enslaved person, then that infers that somebody was doing the enslaving. And that's why they object to it. And that's why they object to a lot of stuff. But it's really not the black history part of it. Right. The Florida curriculum, for instance, it has this part where it talks about slave owners but the only slave owners they list were black slave owners and it is true that black people owned slaves but 99.5 percent of slave owners were white as a matter of fact if you look even deeper the black people who owned slaves technically a lot of them worked slavers. well what do i mean by that well a lot of states allowed enslaved people to purchase their freedom and some of those people even when they were emancipated or what they call manumitted they would work and buy the freedom of their wife their children or their loved ones but if you were a free black person and you bought your wife out of slavery technically that was just a slave trade right so she was still enslaved technically and your children were still enslaved because you technically owned them right but those people were counted as still being enslaved. So it's probably even higher than 99.5% of white people own slaves. But let's say it's 99.5%. To teach both sides is to teach a lie, right? You can teach that a dog says meow and cows bark. Because somewhere on the globe, there probably is a cow that can bark. There probably is a dog that sounds like a cat. So, if you're teaching both sides, you got to say, well, not all dogs bark, but if you are educating someone, the sound that most people will hear coming from a dog's mouth is not a meow. So, teaching both sides is miseducating people. And what these laws do is advocate for the miseducation of white people. White people want their children to be miseducated. Well, why? Well, you think about this. Say you are a white kid going to school or riding across town and you pass through the black section of town. It is easier to tell that child that, well, these people don't work hard. These people don't value education. These people are more violent and that's why they live in a place like this. It's easier to tell them that than it is to say hey your grandmother and your grandfather and all of your ancestors supported a system that corralled black people into these areas using a system called jim crow or segregation and they stood for it even if they didn't actively support it they didn't try to change it then you have to teach them about redlining then you have to teach them about all the other systemic problems. Your grandfather moved to the suburbs because he got a government handout. It was called the New Deal. It's easier to teach them that black people cause their own problems than to teach them that most of the people in the society that they live in, in the country that they call the freest country in the world, supported a system that gave them a systemic advantage at the expense of black people's humanity at the expense of their freedom, at the expense of being equal. Well, that flies into everything they know. How could they say the Pledge of Allegiance? How could they sing the national anthem if they know that about their country? It presents a moral and philosophical dilemma that it's hard for a child to understand. So they erase the white history. They erase what white people did. But it's not that they're trying to obscure what black people accomplish. It's not that they're trying to obscure the black past. They're trying to whitewash what white people did. They're trying to make sense out of a system of brutality, of inequality, of racial terrorism that cannot be married with living in the greatest, freest country in the world. And the only thing that they can do is lie. And the only thing that we can do is fight against the lies. Of course, we also can subscribe to this podcast. We can tell our friends about it. We can download that Griot app and we can always learn a new black saying like a lie don't care who tell it. And neither do white people. We'll see you next time on the Griot Daily. If you like what you heard, please give us a five star review. Download the Griot app. Subscribe to the show and to share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcasts at thegrio.com. You are now listening to The Grio's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. I'm Tore, join us for crazy true stories about stars who I really hung out with like Snoop, Jay-Z, Prince, Kanye, and the time I got kidnapped by Suge Knight. Don't miss my animated series Star Stories with Torre from the Griot Black Podcast Network.